Finger, a horror podcast. Uh Guys, like, let me just um, preface this entire episode by saying we've literally been drinking for mm, three hours now. Yeah, I'm listening and dancing to Rick James. Yeah, before we even decided to hit record. So this is going to be an exceptional episode. We are very excited. Terror Vision is upon us. We are like the people listening can see the fucking thing I'm looking at okay, but you so can't that at the very opening oh scene God, where oh they show God. the planet that um piece of I guess it's supposed to be like a building that they zoom in on is actually the Starship Enterprise flipped upside down and spray painted silver no and they took the, the way. Yeah, yeah it is if that you zoom rules. in yeah so that was one interesting uh I, um, okay, so we were talking about this earlier, and I've only seen this movie twice, um, but the first time was a long time ago, when me and Megan lived together, and uh, the second time, I just kind of had it on in the background while I was cleaning, so I usually watch movies before we record to just get those, know like what I'm gonna like say and like talk about but this time I was like you know what I don't think I will I think I'm just gonna like go into this episode we're going like, in cold we're going bite in dry pillow. we're going in going, dry bite the pillow we're going in dry <laughs> we're going into television dry um, um so yeah I've only like I I don't really remember this movie like as well as I do most of the movies that we cover yeah, yeah. I'm I also I've only actually seen it once the one time that I did see it was at with your, us yeah with yeah. you guys we watched it together it's bonkers um that is the I, word to describe yeah it. i mostly just remember the like the the set and the vibe of it like it's very we were talking about it earlier it's very like kitschy very like pb's playhouse like a set you can tell and it's got like a very it's like hyper realistic kind of vibe to it um and a lot of slime because like all the monsters are really slime cool. i love slime i just like <laughs> if, if people listening haven't seen it uh, all you have to do, I, I feel like, is when you read any description on IMDb or Wikipedia or whatever platform you're looking at this movie, the descriptions are all so... Because the movie premise is so fucking stupid. Like an alien's yeah. compost yeah. or, like, garbage bin or whatever, like, they decide to send... And, like, when you read the description of what the movie is, you're like, this is going to be the stupidest movie I've ever seen. And it is! Yeah. And, like, and it when is. you read the description of the movie, you're just thinking, that's so full moon. Like it's yeah. such a like yeah, this is it Empire is. Yeah. it's Empire Pictures, but it's still Charles Band. Yeah. yeah. And like that's what I love about him is the fact that it's like anything goes. Yes. Oh God <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I forgot that he we will get into it, but I forgot that he branched out and did full moon with his pals. Yeah. I forgot. So when you said that I was like I was literally sitting oh, yeah, smiling man. like yeah, full moon. Yeah. right now and you're wearing cat ears <laughs> i love them i'm a cat i'm a cat i'm a slithering cat guys like literally this this episode is gonna be fucking out of control we didn't even introduce ourselves no we, we didn't. didn't even we're so drunk that we just like skipped right actually, over the I already... like normal intro 
And we just went right, right to the heart of it all. My beer is already empty. I need another beer. Oh, your fifth beer? Uh, fourth. My fourth beer is empty. Oh, okay. Excuse the fuck. Fetch me a beer, wench! (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Oh, also, so mom here was, I mean, there's too many things. We can't comment on every single thing, but I- Yes, we can. Fuck the man. It's true. It's true. There's no rules in podcasting. (laughs) That's true. And we all work out, some more than others. But we all work out, and this fucking broad, first of all, has dangly earrings and high heels, and she's working out. Oh, yeah, I love like, I love that in the eighties, like all the Jane Fonda fucking workout videos. Like, one. Yeah, yeah. You don't wear anything off your face that can catch on something and rip out of your body. Oh, you know what? But though? you gotta look like, good. I wear these earrings like all the time. Like I like I take my like pliers and I close the things around them so like they can't come out. I wear these when I go to the gym. You do not gym in those earrings. I do. You and do I'm not. fucking fabulous. And you're fabulous when you're doing it, too. I mean, I don't, like, run on the treadmill in fucking high heels. That's probably a good idea. Oh, that yeah. reminds me of uh, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, my God. <laughs> Their outfits were so. I love that movie so much when they're at the bar and the guy hits on Romy and she's like, I'm sorry, my. I tubbed. I stubbed my toe and my shoe is filling up with blood, so I need to go. No, I'm serious. Can you get me a beer? (laughs) Wench. Oh um, my god! <laughs> uh, well, so we're watching a like, movie. Yeah, we're watching a movie called Terror Vision. Uh, Terror Vision. Came Welcome out. to Witch Finger. My name is Yasmina. Here's Morgan. Hi, I'm here. Here's Megan. <laughs> and we're watching Terror Vision. And Terror Vision is a movie that has been on my list since we started this podcast because. I remember when we watched it before we uh, started the podcast, and um, our friend uh, was over, and uh, do you remember Lori said something about shaving carrots? No. For some reason, I remember that. That is a very obscure detail to remember. She said something about shaving carrots, and I'll never forget that moment. Okay, so what was the moment? Just the fact that she said something about shaving carrots. (laughs) 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 So I associate Terror Vision with my friend Lori, um, who shaving carrots. Shaving carrots. Um, so you can like leave or cut that out. That's up to you. <laughs> no, it's staying in. It is staying. Oh, Everything is staying, staying in. in. <laughs> um, so Terror Vision. Let's get some facts. Came out in 1986. Um, directed by Ted Nicolo. Ted Nicolo. Ted Nicolo's first full length film, which is amazing, and uh, written by um Ted and Charles Band. Um, produced by Charles and Richard Band. The whole band family, um, I love. I just want to say, like, I, there was a moment in my life where um, full moon movies were kind of like, eh, like, mm, like, I was kind of like finicky about them, but at this point in my life, I appreciate them. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, full moon, like, they've done some really bad stuff like 90s stuff but there's a lot of good 90s stuff though they did do a lot of good 90s stuff that is true but i think okay here's the thing here's the thing that i'll say about they did (laughs) you like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) they did do some good 90s stuff however in the 90s it wasn't good that's true. Now that we're 20, you are a bag of shit right now, Yasmina. <laughs> Pull it together. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> now that we're in 2019 and we're in our whatever age range we're in and we 
appreciate movies. Now we're like, oh, the shit in the 90s was gold. That's true. But in the moment, yeah, you're it right. was like, we were seeing things like Interview with the Vampire. That yeah. was that was a great whole, like, I'm, I'm air bunnying horror. But yeah. that was a great, beautiful film. And then you put it, you put it beside, um, let's find one that's, oh, pre- Prehysteria. Yeah. With the, I know the of it, but I haven't seen it. Is that the one with the guy from My Girl True 2 and Lawnmower Man 2? Austin something. My Girl 2. My Girl oh! 2. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, who's seen My Girl 2? Who the fuck do you think I am? I was like, I don't know. It is, like, it is, it is, yeah. Okay, yeah. she verified it. <laughs> How is there a My Girl 2? You didn't know there was a My Girl 2? Stop it. Shut the fuck up, are you serious? It's like My Girl 2, The Resurrection. Yeah! I know, The Resurrection of Macaulay Culkin. The no, bees didn't win. Oh, God, I don't even... Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Anyways, I guess. I'm okay, well, I definitely remember that movie cover. I just never saw it. What? Pre-hysteria? Oh, yeah, no, I used to love that movie when I was a kid. That's it was a, Tiny Dinosaurs. It's more of a... Tiny Dinosaurs. Yeah, but it's more like of a, a family... Like, I know, yeah. like... Well, Charles Band and Full Moon, like, they have, like, all their little offshoots where he does They a do a lot of family movies. movies, too. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Megan just took a sip of her drink. And <laughs> I don't Is that know, too much vodka? I don't know how to pour a drink. <laughs> Well, we can actually preface this with the fact that when I don't know how to pour a drink. When we went to the when we went to the liquor store, Megan was like, "I'm gonna buy a Mickey of vodka," and she was like, "But I don't want to go and buy a mixer." And I was like, "Megan, why don't you just go and purchase a vodka drink with like some sugar in it, and then mix." A booze drink. Literally, you with like vodka. they showed up at my apartment. Apparently, and you were like, brilliant. "Oh shit, you have ginger ale because I bought alcohol to mix with my alcohol." <laughs> 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 That's so why I love you. And like, here's here's something among many reasons because we don't have you know this movie doesn't really have a ton of information. So let me just fill your brains with this information. I was at work and I googled how much a Mickey. Of boozes because I wanted to know what I was getting myself into. It's like seven hundred and fifty milliliters. Um, I'm talking cost wise there, bitch. Oh, sorry. It's like, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like, okay, money. But what I found out was the term Mickey in the states, which Canada has adopted without realizing, the term Mickey is is a slang for date rape. <gasps> so Are back you before wise, back serious? before drugs were like super accessible. A Mickey is what people would buy and is what they were going to spike the punch with to get girls fucked up so that they could date rape them. So that that thing we say all the time, I'm going to get a Mickey, we're really saying to the world that we're going to get some date rape. And that's what the internet taught me today. That's weird because I literally just oh joked God. about date raping you earlier. You did! It's not funny! Good thing I'm wearing my onesie. My, my pussy is safe for today. Oh, it's not safe. <laughs> I've got pliant fingers. This is your pliers. I was like, ouch, bitch. What the fuck are you talking about? I've got, I've got pliers. <laughs> no pussy is safe. No pussy is safe with my pliers. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, my God. Uncle Rico just showed up. Uncle Rico! Oh my god, John Grise! You know, I bet I can throw a football over them mountains. <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna jump ahead because um, Uncle Rico, John Grise, 
just appeared on the screen. And I is love that he's wearing a wasp Is it Grease or Grise? It's, it's Grise. It? And you know what? I used to think it was Grease, but I had to watch some interviews with him to to see like how he pronounces know his name. how he pronounces yeah. his last name look how fucking adorable there's he a couple is. little look wasp at him things in here oh my god he is i adorable. love that he's wearing a wasp shirt i fucking love wasp so much okay we're just gonna like skip ahead let's just talk about him right now because i love him um who his, doesn't his I, you know what i gotta say like... i i kind of i like the space in his teeth i love it i'm into it it's super I'm way sexy. Into it. Um, one of those men has a space between his teeth. Isn't Arnold. It... No, fuck no, bitch. <laughs> What's a nigga? That. It's but he like, fixed it. It's like um not the Raiden that I love, but Mortal Kombat two. Yeah, he Dexter's has, dad. He has a space between. Yeah, his Dexter's teeth. dad. You know. Oh, it's the Raiden. Um. Because um... <laughs> he was the original Hicks and uh, Aliens. Why well, can't I remember his name? Oh my god, I can't. Oh, La- it's not Lance Hendrickson. It's not. Sorry, no. sorry, sorry, sorry. But they're all kind of similar, right? Like, Lance yeah. Hendrickson kind of looks like him, who kind of looks like that guy who sings, I'm an asshole, yo. Like they oh, all Dennis kinda, Leary. Yeah, they yeah. all kind of look alike, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, all those dudes. Yeah. Um, I can picture his face, but I literally cannot remember his name. For the the space is very sexy, though. I'm going to agree with that, 100%. Mm-hmm. James Remar. Yeah, James Remar. Okay, There's something about that. Ever. Um, but I do love that they pulled his wig off of, like, um, a party store. Literally, they they were like, oh, like, punk rock wig ordered off the internet. Yeah, I know, right? I uh, mean, You yeah. don't often see in real life punk rockers who have braids. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> very much like in our last episode. Yeah, I was just going to say, fucking Talking about right. the comb, the knife comb well, thing. Well, and how they just always miss the mark with, like, the, like, metal punk niche kind of, like, counterculture dress. Yeah. It always just looks so contrived. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I do like his gauntlets. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, I but like, like his, uh, like, he literally gloves. is wearing, like, a Rick James wig while he's got his wasp shirt on and his, like, leather and whatever. And, like, some of it is, is cool. I get it. But, I get, yeah, they just missed the mark. It just... Well, I love that John Grise was both a werewolf in Monster Squad and Fright Night 2. Yeah, he's been more than one werewolf. Yeah, I know. And both fantastic movies. Is it just because he's a tall man? I have no idea. You know, I think it must have just been a coincidence. It must have been a coincidence. It is really interesting. But I I gotta say that I love Fright Night, one of, like, my top five perfect, like, horror movies. But Fright Night 2, as its own, is fucking fantastic it makes no that movie is zero so sense good. with the first one but You're it right. does have its own well, merits the only like uh it's like halloween 3 where it's like yeah but, but there really is say. a tie though because it's jerry dandridge's sister yeah um but uh fucking still like the special effects in fright night 2 are so fucking good and uh, yes i love that john grise plays a werewolf in both Monster Squad and Fright Night 2. But um, he was also in that movie with Val Kilmer, Real Genius. Do you guys remember that movie yep. from the 80s? Mm-hmm. I, yep. I never saw it, but I know of it. Like Val Kilmer, ugh. Val Kilmer is this nerd, like a computer science uh, nerd. Yeah. That's all I know. Um, also, uh, very interesting, um, John Grise was in Helter Skelter. Right. Um, and yeah. his dad directed it. Yeah, like his his, yeah. his dad is like a very famous yeah. like writer, well, director. His, yeah. His brother was also involved in, in like the Hollywood 
whatever. Yeah. So yeah, his dad directed Helter Skelter. But like you guys and I was gonna put Helter Skelter in my notes, but I haven't seen it. And oh, funny it's good. Enough, it's good. Funny enough, uh, the girls and I were just not forty-five minutes ago talking about the murders. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The, yeah. I well, and it's funny because John Grise played the caretaker William Garretson, who survived. Who's the only yeah, one that survived. survived? I'm not super familiar with with the Manson trial and stuff like that. Um. Oh, I was like obsessed. And with I never it. saw no Helter Skelter, but I, I read the book. The book is like one of the but best true crime books I've ever read. I think that the movie was actually like a TV movie, though. Oh, yeah, okay. it was. It was yeah. a TV movie. I actually own the documentary on VHS called Manson. That is footage of the court trials and the Manson family members being interviewed in it. It's crazy. It's fucked. Um. But uh-huh. yeah, so uh, John Grise also did a bunch of TV, like he was in Quantum Leap, fucking oh, Scott yeah. Bakula, Dean Stockwell, whoop whoop. What the fuck is Quantum Leap? I know, you've said this before, she oh doesn't God, know. Quant- like literally, We're like, gonna make you watch so Quantum good. Leap and it's gonna blow your mind. Is it like Twilight Zone or Star Trek? Or uh, like no, no, it's, okay, it's a, a show of. about a guy who they, I don't know, they figure out some like... I don't know. I don't know what even the term would be like. Some like oh, is it like the gate, the ninth gate, or, or whatever, where you pass through a gate, quantum leap? Are you leaping through? Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of. Well, he leaps through time space, and space time? Okay. but he has yeah. a friend, and the guy, like Dean Stockwell, is his friend, and he helps him. Like, yeah, he's these, like, like he's the know, person in the present that has the information. So basically, what he does is he travels into different people's bodies into the past to change. The course of history okay, shut the fuck for up. the better, dude. I can't believe it's you never great. watched it. Like yeah. honestly, there must be yeah. like an it age gap like a or something. Kind of, yeah, like, like honestly, there must be an age gap because like we grew up watching the shit out of Quantum Leap, and we've talked about it before. And you were like, All "What it is takes this?" Is one or two years. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, no, you should watch true. it. Quantum Leap is fucking awesome. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. It probably isn't because Netflix sucks. I know they took it off. Netflix sucks. It fucking took X Files off. Fuck you. Um, also, John Grise was on X-Files. <laughs> he, was, he was on X-Files, and he was on an episode with Tony Todd. And this is interesting. He was on Beverly Hills 90210, he? and he played Dylan's drug dealer. Really? Oh, and speaking of which... And speaking of which, rest rest in in peace, peace, Luke Perry. Fucking Luke Perry. That shit fucked me up. I can't believe him and Keith from Prodigy the same day. I know. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I was at work when I found out that uh, Luke Perry died. And my boss, who is younger than me, was like, I bet you it was drugs. Because he looks like a drug addict. And I literally said to her, I was like, it says massive stroke. She's like, yeah, but like a drug-induced. No, it was And a I was stroke. so offended. Like, leave him alone. You know yeah. what? And to me, it just goes to show you that, like, so he oh was. Oh, my God! <laughs> my coaster won't stay on the table. I got it. I got it under control. I got it under control. Got it under control. Holy fuck. <laughs> This is literally <laughs> the best thing we've ever Perry. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay, so what I was going to say was that, like, it just goes to show you that, like, 
Like, people, like, that have strokes, like, a lot of times it's like, oh, heart attack, stroke, it's associated with being unhealthy or fat or, like, overweight, obese, whatever. Unhealthy. And, like, he looked great. I saw photos of him and he was, like, he looked fit, he looked thin, he looked... He must have, like, what I assume is that high blood pressure must have, like, ran in his family. Maybe, yeah. Because it is hereditary, so, like, Those high blood pressure could, yeah. causes, like, blood clots mm-hmm. in your veins and everything, so, like, he was really young, but, like, uh, strokes do happen in younger cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just really it rare. Um, so it's honestly just, like, a, like, the blood flow that was going to his brain, like, mm. wasn't sufficient enough, and, like, w- he had a stroke, and then he was in the hospital for, like, five days. To be perfectly honest, I was, like, never a huge fan of him from 90210. I was more about Jason Priestley's character when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. He was a heartthrob. Mm. But Dylan was, like, the bad boy, and, um... Well, yeah, like, Dylan, like, I was never... Okay, Dylan. so, I want... Dylan. 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 I'm a huge, like, Buffy fan, and I love even the movie, and I always hated Luke Perry's character really? in the movie. What the fuck? I'm sorry. Fuck? His, like, one-liners. It's just, like, so fucking, like... That's not like, his fault. He was written that way. His character. I didn't say I hated him. Okay, okay, I hated okay, his character. Okay, 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 so that's the only thing that I, I was, like, I would just... I was never a fan of, you know, like, his characters portrayed, yeah. but that's not his fault, obviously, but it was... It's still pretty shocking. I do love the way he's been drawn in cartoons. Oh, yeah? I've never seen... He was drawn in, like, a Family Guy episode. They drew him and Wasn't he in there's the like, Simpsons and, and there, shit? I, the, yeah. The Simpsons, like, I think a couple cartoons drew mm. him. Aww. And they always drew him with, like... I mean, you know, I feel like a bitch because he's passed away. But you wouldn't you wouldn't feel bad if he was still alive. So imagine he's still alive. They drew him with, like, a really long head and, yeah. like, a forehead the size. He had a very like, cut face. Yeah, but he always had these, like... Whatever cartoons drew him, they had these, like, The dog, sad like, James yeah, Dean yeah. fucking oh, eyes. Yeah, James Dean eyes. But, yeah, you know, yeah. like, he definitely... Oh, he had a James did, Dean look for yeah, sure. Yeah, he, totally he did, and that's yeah. probably why he was cast, like, as the, like, bad boy. But, like, I remember watching Nanatuno and always being like, yo, this motherfucker is 31 years old. I know, playing a fucking, like, 16. I know. Right? I am 14 years old, and I can see that shit Yeah, it's true. Away. It's true. Well, yeah. back to John Grise. Um, he was also in Lost, and, like, don't believe all the hype. That, mo- that movie, sorry, that show is actually really fucking good. Because I know there was a lot of hype around that show, no, which, like, dissuade people from watching it. But, like, believe it, because it's actually fucking good. Lost is actually a really fucking well, good show. I, I've heard it's... It's actually a really fucking good show. I never got show. into it. My Dude, parents watched so it. it's so good. It's actually really fucking good. Trust me, trust I would have me. To, I would have to give it... Like, I know that, like, the first few seasons were, like... This is awesome, but I've just heard that as a whole, um, like the ending was like okay. So the ending the was like, like, but that, but... that no, but that that is like a summation of the entire show. That's, but that that's shouldn't how... be because there's like six seasons and they're but like I don't all think different. That's a, I don't think that's fair to say because I've read a lot of really good books where the content is really amazing and the end sucks. That doesn't mean the book sucks. You're wow. right, you're right, you're it right, you're right. It does not mean the book. No, no seriously, the Stephen thing about... King doesn't know how to end a book, and many fans And that's the thing that, about Lost. The books are incredible. And that's the thing about Lost is that J.J. Abrams, like, had, like, a like a Lost Bible yeah. where he had everything planned out. He knew exactly how he was going to end that show. And the way that it ended, yeah, sucked, but... Morgan, you would appreciate the last two seasons because they incorporate a lot of physics mm. in the last two seasons, and it's very scientific. The Office had 
the worst last season of all fucking comedy shows ever made. Seinfeld. The last episode of Seinfeld was fucking garbage. I gotta tell you, the plane crash, and then they end up in this yeah. weird place, and they get charged, and for then not they being just nice go to jail, enough, and then they go to jail. Had to be one of the worst episodes I've ever seen in the entire fucking show. But Seinfeld is hilarious. Oh yeah, but like Lost, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, honestly. Like I got really into that show, and I will admit that it is a fucking awesome show. It is one of those shows that I remember when it was on TV and the hype was like so huge. The hype was like overwhelming to the point where it was annoying. So I understand why people would be like, I'm not going to watch this bullshit because it annoyed you on social media and everything and like on the news and everything. But it's actually fucking awesome. I'm not going to lie. Another uh, like fucking show that John Grise was on was Supernatural. He was on a couple episodes of Supernatural. Yeah. Um, he was also in Seinfeld. And I was gonna say he was also in fucking Seinfeld. He plays a homeless a guy. He plays a homeless guy in two episodes. I love it so much that he's in the episode The Beard and the bookstore. So um, the bookstore episode is the one where I think Kramer and Newman hire bums to fucking like ride the rickshaws. Remember? Oh my god! And then they just take off. <laughs> and then the the, that's John Grise. That's John. He like take takes off. the rickshaw and he like disappears with it. And the bookstore is the one where George takes the book to the bathroom. Yeah, no, and like, it gets we flagged. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. can't take this because it's you taking it to the bathroom. Okay, yeah. The beard, I think, is the beard is the one where George has the hairpiece. Oh, God. And, um, and Elaine hates it so much. She and she's like, oh, I think about this hairpiece! And she, like, takes it off his hair and, like, fucking, like, throws it out the window and John cries. Fucking is, like, walking down the street and he finds it and he, like, puts it on his head. That's one of my most favorite wow. moments in Seinfeld history is when Elaine freaks out, grabs his head Oh my god, I know. And like and moments. also I think that's also the same episode where like when you first see John Grise as a bum and um Kramer and Newman approach him and two other bums about the job for pushing the rickshaw. Yeah. And like while they're talking to these three bums in the middle of a conversation, one of the bums just like walks away, like looking in the middle of like the road. He's just like do 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 And the other guy like fucking is like too weak to pull the rickshaw. Right, the old guy, yeah. <laughs> he try he's like holding something and he drops it. See, that's really funny because this was one of the few, when I was doing research for my notes, every single character, because this movie has um, little information. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I, I every single character, all I looked for for like half an hour was if they were in Seinfeld or not. And there are yeah, a couple. Yes. Yes, they are. There a are a couple. There of... are a few. Seinfeld quotes and references in this fucking film. We got some Seinfeld yeah. mist happening. Yeah, we do. Well, um, uh, the last thing I want to say about uh, John Grise is he was in a couple music videos. Um, he was in the Alice in Chains video for Rooster, and he was also in the Len- yeah. Lenny Kravitz video, Mr. Cab Driver. Really? Yeah. I love that song. Dude, that's actually a really good song. Mr. But every Cab time Driver. every time I think of Fuck Lenny Kravitz, you. I think of his wang. His wang. His wang. Never heard that song. What, Mr. Cabrera? Oh, that was that one of his... Um, Mr. Cab Driver. Fuck you. I'm a survivor. It's oh, a good song. okay. Yeah. But um, remember when he split his pants and his wang came out? Yeah, it was just I'll never forget that. 
Oh my god, literally, I had that gif on rotation in my fucking phone. It was like, bam, 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 dick, 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 ha! It was amazing. How come he didn't wear underwear? Uh, that's a good question. Wait, was he wearing leather pants? Yes. Okay, never mind. Yeah, he like, well, they might have been like fake leather because like, I don't think leather like splits like that. That is a moment there, I'll never forget. That was forget not some thunder life. that would split. Life. That is a moment that oh, I will true. never forget in my fucking life. Is when Lenny Kravitz is playing split. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna take a little <laughs> snapshot of this moment, and you'll see ten years from now when Witchfinger is huge as fuck, and we go out on stage, and Yasmina goes to pose in one of her black metal poses, oh, no. and her fucking and then pussy my fucking falls pussy's out of her pants. Fall out all over the internet. Like literally, I I have to. I'm drunk and I feel like I have to get up because he was like this. He went. <laughs> he dipped it. He like, teabagged it. Damn. <laughs> Okay, so Ted Ted Nicolo, Ted Nicolau, Nicolau, um, so he didn't do like as much as the other like full moon guys. Um, he did a little bit. He did a little bit. Um, he did a um, his director. Oh my god, I can't say this word when I'm directorial. Drunk. Directorial debut was um one of the best segments in um Dungeon Master. In my opinion, it's the Desert Pursuit, which is like the Mad Max like segment in Dungeon Master, mm-hmm. and they used the same vehicles from Metal Storm, and I fucking love awesome. Metal Storm. That's fucking awesome. Um, he also directed Bad Channels. That is a fucking movie. You know what? Bad Channels actually gives me this vibe. Like it gives me. It a, does. It's, 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 it's the a same very vibe. It's totally the same vibe. vibe. It's got yeah. that hyper, real kind of like movie set kind of it like it's very similar yeah for sure um he also did um fucking puppet master versus demonic toys with Corey feldman oh my god i watched that movie um and for you wish you had research you wish for you for our, quote unquote I know, research i know i did it for research for our dolls episode because i'd never seen it before and Corey feldman is like um in his like late 30s and but he's supposed to be this like dad and they just like spray painted gray like in his hair to like make oh, him look awesome. like an old scientist that was weird that's fucking but he also did the subspecies movies, which are very important in my life. <laughs> yeah, I love fucking Radu. I would say very important, but also like and also apparently did... some of the like that's some of like Full Moon's most well known yeah. and well box office rad performing dude fucking movies. Is a rad dude. No, boo! <laughs> that was such a fucking dad joke. I love boo on that joke. I love Radu so on much. You. <laughs> um, but Radu his like a rad dude. No, his his fingers. I know like, they're his, so long. They're so long. Like, how can you do anything with those fucking how fingers? How does Radu do anything? <laughs> I ask you. Radu do. Radu do. My name's Radu do you. My name's Radu and I do. <laughs> That's like if Matthew McConaughey was playing Radu. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Hey, my name's Radu. Hey, my name's and Radu. I do. And I and do. And I do. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love Radu. <laughs> Ted Nicolo uh, graduated from the University of Texas uh, from the film 
program, and he worked on the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a sound recordist. <laughs> Which is awesome. Um, and so that's how he kind of like got his way into film. And um, he, uh, this is kind of interesting about like Terrorvision. He, him, and the production designer checked out swingers pads to get ideas for the set for I'm the sorry. house. Did you just say swingers? Swingers pads, pads. because yes. like they. Uh, the swingers like come over yeah. to the house, and so they were all like, "What do swingers' houses look like?" So they like went to swingers' houses. Have they in ever seen LA. Austin Powers? Oh nope. Right, like oh, the circular bed with the fucking mirrors yeah. on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. La, 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 la. Um, it just I just want to say that in like a like a Beatles accent, like the swingers' pad, baby. Like, yeah. Like I got one of the trying to do that accent i'm no good no. i'm no good you're good you're good i'm john lennon <laughs> hello i'm john lennon <laughs> fancy some tea and crumpets <laughs> oh man crumpets are the bomb <laughs> fuck your crumpets yeah That's, get out of here with you don't crumpets. like crumpets no i didn't know you guys no. are like no <laughs> So right Morgan, now. we've talked about Yasmina, how Yasmina's on beer five and how I mix my vodka mm. with vodka. But Morgan started out with beer and now she's on wine. If you've ever started out with beer and then gone to wine, you know why that is significant in this moment. Yep. Beer before wine, you're fucking fine. Okay. Can I tell you something about those rhymes? <laughs> They're bullshit. <laughs> I looked it up. They I looked it up. It's shit. bullshit. It's bullshit. Oh, they, I know. They don't. Because it's beer before liquor, never sicker. Yeah. But liquor heard, before beer, you're in the clear. But then it's I've bullshit. heard, wait, beer before bullshit. liquor, never sicker. But then I've heard beer before liquor, you're drunk or real quicker. Like I, you know, I can't. Yeah. I can't. It doesn't moment, matter. Like moment, honestly, I feel like if you if you just if you matter. mix if you, you mix can't. liquor with beer, you're gonna be fucked. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it mostly just has to do with the yeah. amount of time that you're actually drinking. Like and how much alcohol percentage is going on? How much on. water you're having? But Have I also feel like. Shots of beer? Have you guys ever played the Century Club? No. You just asked two questions really quickly. I know. <laughs> what was the first question? Have you guys ever done shots of beer? Which made me think of the Century Club, which is a game me and my friends used to play. The Century Club is a game where you try and see if someone can do a hundred shots of beer in. A sh- it's a shot a minute. Mm-hmm. I've never so even in heard 100, of this. It's a century club. It's it's like a real thing. So we we've tried, and I remember I did it. I tried doing it once, and I got to sixty out of a hundred shots mm-hmm. of beer. And then we went to the salt lounge, and I fucking barfed all over the bouncer. I don't know who was working. Oh that night, my god! But I fucking barfed all over the bouncer. And I was like, it's okay. I'm playing the century fucking whatever. (laughs) And they let me in. I shit you not, the salt lounge let me in. If you're from London, which you're probably not, the salt lounge, you would understand, is, was a very. Oh, I've been very drunk at that place. It it was, it was like every, every local, for all you people listening in LA or Toronto, you have a bar where people get into, even though they have vomit. All over their faces. Yeah, yeah. Every everyone. Town there's a place has like a bar. that yeah. everywhere. So we've all been to the salt lounge. Oh yeah. Yes. We've oh all yeah. Been to the Wick. We've all been to the Richmond. I worked at the fucking Wick. Oh yeah. 
I worked your wick. (laughs) 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 You're all like grossed out, and I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's talk about. uh, I'm still trying to come up with rhymes. Rhymes for a year before wine, you're having a good time. Uh, we're watching the uh, Shout Factory Blu-ray. I love that we're watching this on Blu-ray because we usually just fucking watch VHS I know on or YouTube like or shit something. on YouTube. Yeah, like whatever the sh- bottom of the barrel we can scrape. Yeah, I know. To watch. But it's awesome that they released this on uh, Blu-ray. It's like a split with the Video Dead, which I love. I love the Video Dead. You know what? I've never a seen. Lot. I've never seen the Video Dead. No, you're lying, you bitch. But I've we ne- watched it. Remember? Well, I don't. I'm, you fucking came over. It must have been so terrible. No, you came over and you watched it. Remember? That must have been one of those nights where you guys start drinking and talking, and there's a movie. You and Ben in the came over. Like when this is like day. when I lived with Jen, and you guys came over. That was the same night. I have such a weird fucking memory. That was the same night that <laughs> we watched. Carrots. <laughs> no, no. That was the she same night that we yeah. watched the grapefruiting video. <gasps> was it? Yeah. Oh, is that the video with the dick? Like it's a yeah. pussy. Yeah. Like, Where she's like, uh, like, no, you yeah. never know anything better than the grapefruit. <laughs> that's that's the night that we watched the video okay. again. Like, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, just please go on Google and search grapefruiting. Her name is Angel, right? Her oh, of course it's Angel. Yeah, her name is Angel. Destiny or something like yeah. Starla. Yeah. Or so please look up Grapefruit because like yeah. that shit is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Okay, well I don't know. Maybe the like video dead just didn't leave an impression on me. The oh, way it it's have. fantastic. It's, but yes, Mina. I mean, her name's Morgan. <laughs> Morgan. Yes, Morgan. That was when Jen lived with her, so that was like six, seven years ago. It was a while, yeah. I remember the rottenness so movies. So don't you dare let the real Yasmina try and put you down <laughs> right now. Because you want to know what? Our memories aren't made of steel. I okay? know. Mine I have a weird memory. Not. I don't know why I remember <clears throat> this shit. The night that we watched Videodrome fucking six years ago was the same night that we watched the grapefruiting video. Ew. Like, what's yeah. wrong with me? Videodrome with other people. It's basically a pornography. No, sorry. Not Videodrome. The Video, video dead. dead. Sorry. The Video uh, Dead. The same night that we watched Video Dead was the same night that we watched the grapefruiting video. Because don't ever watch Videodrome. No, you watch it. Videodrome's okay. Ew, it's disgusting. The last time it's I amazing. Saw, we, we watched it at um at the Highland. <laughs> There's so much yeah. P-U-S-S-Y in it. Like it's a lot of sex in the in video. It's though. very, it's a very well, it's Cronenberg, so it's very sexual, right? Like Cronenberg like, it up. I don't like the gun is the extension of the penis. Yeah, but I get that, Zardos. But like... yeah, the penis is bad. The gun is good. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers need to look up the grapefruiting video. <laughs> have you guys ever let a man have sex with your armpit when it was unshaved? Uh, no, but have you? <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking! I'm kidding. You oh, think? <laughs> I love that. I don't know. Dating apps, profile, put in your info. I fuck armpits unshaved. <laughs> It's a thing now. Oh, it's a thing. Is th- is that a website? Dot com? Probably. Everything's a Everything is com. a fetish. Everything. Everything is a fetish. Hashtag. And you know what? I love it because I love reading about it. 
like oh yeah i'm sorry i love reading about all the weird like new fetishes like cast porn is a thing but like my favorite are, are the adult and they're always men they're always men but the adults who like to dress up as babies <gasps> oh my god i love baby that so thing much is fucked. yeah are they not always men yeah, they are. Ninety percent yeah, yeah, yeah. of the time, ninety percent of the time, mommy, mommy issues. issues. Like, are you fucking? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you about to take your adult size poo in that diaper? Yeah. And like, I do that for a living. Actually, I get it, I but like, they can't help it. Yeah. I will have to say that my friend Lee, actually in LA, um, you guys should look it up. He made a short movie about a guy who is has that fetish and he kidnaps a girl in his house and like makes her like mom him. And he has like a fucking diaper and like makes her like clean his shit and everything. That's like really that's disturbing. genius that you made that into a fucking movie. This is the drunkest. Lee, I, this is the drunkest episode. Lee Boxliner. If you guys want to look it up, it's uh, is Lee Box. Last name is not Boxliner. Box oh, Just look it up on Instagram, and he made a short movie, and it was fucking fantastic. If you all have those diaper fetishes, <laughs> you might be into this short. I'm ready to talk about Charles Band. Charles Full Moon Band. Let's talk about Charles. Son of Albert Band. Albert Band directed Ghoulies 2. Um, him and Albert both directed Dr. Mordred together. That's adorable. And Amazing. I know, I know you haven't seen it yet, Morgan. No, I haven't. I know, I know. Have I'm you seen Dr. Person. Mordred? Nope. God damn you bitches. Uh. That fucking movie is so good. It is better than Dr. Strange. It is, it is Dr. Strange, but it's... Jeffrey Combs as him, but it's called Dr. Mordred because of some rights bullshit. It's so good. It's so good. Brian Thompson, man of your nightmares, man Brian of Thompson's my dreams. I love, I love Dr. Mordred. It's so fucking good. So, um, Charles, his brother, Richard, um, their birthdays are one day apart. Like Richard Band did the score. He did the for, score and like all, uh, all for of Vision. Yeah, and all of the uh, punk rock like songs that are like featured are also the Fibonacci's. Yeah, I've never oh, heard of them. a band God. from the L- from LA. I've never, like, I've I really never shit. heard of them. Only because I wanted to look into them so much more, and and all I got was like the sad story of how they thought that this would be their big moment. Oh, like their breakthrough? Oh, no. They thought, like, we're gonna play half of our songs in this movie, and yeah, and people are gonna know us, and blah blah blah, and then this movie got such poor reviews that the band, unfortunately, got a bad name for itself. Oh, for being, no. for being so involved in the film, the band was, like, exiled before they had a chance to even... Oh, no. Oh, that sucks. Well, yeah, because, like, honestly, I looked at the track listing for the soundtrack, and I think, like, maybe, like, five out of 12 songs was the band, like, Fib- the Fibonacci's or whatever, so... Well, well yeah, and then I, I looked into, um, Terrorvision, the band, Yeah, there's a, there's a UK band called Terrorvision as well. I, I didn't look into that. I don't know. My God, I wish I could take a picture of that face. <laughs> uh, can I just... I'm choking, I'm choking at your face. (laughs) Can I just tell you that the band Terrorvision have a website 
uh, and I peruse their fucking website. Oh, was it like Angel Fire shit? You like, it's, it's one of those websites. No, they're like a new like UK band. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah. remember when when we were in uh, high school when the internet was just coming out and mm-hmm. we had to take these like how to design a website yeah like geo city it was, it was and so Angel basic Fire. it was so basic yeah their website in 2019 is so basic it has like a little like like flame like one of these little like that's hilarious animated like it's no so like basic. a fucking like like angel fire like avatar yes. like, like let me click this fucking i'm pretty sure like robert tepper's 2002 website like that too. <laughs> yeah like so basic and their photos show all like they have photos of the members of the band and they're of unknown age and i say that because one band member looks like he might be 24 and then you look on the other side of the photo and the other band member literally looks like he could be 71 and like this <laughs> i swear to god and like this band is just like what? It's like they took stock photos of people who they put behind frames in Walmart and just pieced them together and were That's like, amazing. This, like, this, this is, a, is band. a band. And we are called Terror Vision. Holy fuck. Well, so... I already think that the movie is better than oh, the band. Oh god. Um, well, fucking uh Charles Charles band. Uh he he wrote, he co-wrote this movie with Ted, and he also like co-wrote, co-produced it with uh, his brother Richard. And I just want to say, like, okay, we've talked about, we've talked about Charles Band yeah. before, but not uh, as detailed as I'm going to get into right. right now. I'm into it. Because like we did Ghoulies, and Charles Band had you know like a hand in Ghoulies and everything. Yeah. But like I looked at my old notes with like dolls and ghoulies and everything mm-hmm. and like I was like, yeah, I could do more. I could mm-hmm. like, you know, like I've got like a, a lot more to say about about Charles. So Charles um, created Wizard Video yep. in the 80s mm-hmm. and Wizard Video are back now and they are reissuing a lot of old titles on VHS, which is that you can amazing. purchase on the Full Moon website. That's like, and they cool. come in the big boxes again, oh, which is amazing so for all that. the nostalgic like VHS collectors. The fact that he's like re-releasing like the big boxes is glorious. Like, I love it so much. So he founded Empire Pictures in 1983. They ran from like 83 to 89, 88 in like Rome and um. Uh, so Empire Pictures released Terror Vision and Reanimator, From Beyond, Trancers, like Ghoulies. Then uh, they went bankrupt, and then after they like they they had that like uh, uh, castle, like the Dino. Yeah, they uh, they bought Dino. Like, Dino uh, they bought his castle, yeah. but then like after they went bankrupt, um, that's that's when he started Full Moon. So he started Full Moon in 1988 with um uh paramount pictures so Mm -hmm. paramount pictures and him collaborated together to create full moon and the first release was puppet master in 1989 um so the success of puppet master oh my god i can't fucking talk puppet shut the fuck up puppet master We should probably have another tall can no, of beer. No, I'm almost done. Why do you get another tall can? I swear to God, I'm going to Mickey the fuck out of you. Oh, shit. She's going <laughs> to date rape me. Meg is going to date rape me. Okay, so basically after Puppet Master, uh, it was very successful in 1989. And then they they did three movies after that. And one of them was Meridian. Oh, 
Okay. Fucking softcore. Literally. Werewolf porn with Audrey Horn. That's basically all you need to know about well, Meridian. Is it? Is it? Softcore werewolf porn is basically I, how I would describe Meridian. It is. It is. But mm-hmm. I, to me, the most enticing part, because nothing impresses me anymore, is like the twinning aspect in it. Yeah. Like, like the twin who was like helping the other twin to mm-hmm. do the rape. You know, right? <laughs> like the, the, yeah, it was like, well, there was like a good a good twin and a bad twin, and it was like, which one is the one? It was like that episode of The Simpsons yeah, where you yeah. thought Bart was the good Bart, but they're, you know, Hugo. Like treehouse. Hugo! Yeah, Hugo! Yeah. <laughs> the fish heads! <laughs> With the fish heads, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Meridian. Yeah, Meridian! Fucking Meridian, Literally, man. like, Meridian is like, I know I'm stupid and I bought it on fucking Amazon. <laughs> Why are you I just love like that. Like it was because like I read the description and I was like, okay, this is a full moon yeah, movie, but it's and worth it says, owning. it literally says werewolf porn, and I was like, click. It's worth owning. Purchase. though. Do you regret it? No. No, not at all. Okay. Oh no, some of the stuff that she I just that knew she that I couldn't watch. Like, it. It's not a movie that bad. I could watch alone and be like, this is a great movie. Like I knew, like it's I had super to like. That's like a movie that I would put on while I'm cleaning. Listen, here's. Here's what's going to happen right now. A very, a very, a Seinfeld reference that is forced. So, talking about Meridian. The little person in Meridian has a role in Seinfeld. Do you remember when Kramer gets the role for, um... Isn't it Phil Fondacaro? Phil Fondacaro. Thank you. Yeah. So, and anyways. Now, in that episode, Kramer and Phil (laughs) Fondacaro... Are, are playing, well, no, in, not in that episode, but in another episode, they're playing stand-ins for characters in a show, and, and Phil Fernikerner is a child. He's playing a stand-in Yeah, yeah, for yeah. In that episode, he wears lifts in his yes, shoes. Yes, and then everybody, like, and knows that he's wearing lifts. the female, there's a female. Is she from Total Recall? You stupid slut, you stupid stole my information i'm sorry my brain okay, is so i was like getting tattooed the other day knowledge. it's true i was getting tattooed the and other day. total recall was playing on tv because i saw it in your that's stories right, that's right that's yeah right. it was yep three-titted woman <laughs> it was and i saw no her sorry kinda, not three-titted woman blah, blah, blah. i saw her kind of like waddle away and i was like i know that bitch from she fucking seinfeld. From seinfeld she was the one who was like Everybody uh, knows that you're lifting. Yeah, and she yeah. was like flirting with Phil trying to frame her, like <laughs> like flirting with him. And I feel like I'm modeling for a Sports Illustrated cover right now, but the straps of my onesie were hurting my shoulder. Oh, no. <laughs> Megan, Megan just got her chest tattooed, so she's feeling some pain. That alcohol helps with that. At the same time, I'm feeling no pain. There is zero Cheers, pain. Bitch. So I can um, double fist. Well, I'm so all of these things. I'm gonna keep like fucking like uh, talking about uh, Charles Band's Charles prowess. Um, so, um, he started the segments Video Zone 
when Puppet Master 2 came out in 1991. So Video Zone were like the segments that happen after the end of Full Moon movies where it's like behind the scenes. I love that. Uh, and I like it was all really the stuff cool. about like the toys and like the comic yeah. books. Like those things were so awesome. It's like a video and, magazine. Like, but basically. get this though, get this though. Paramount uh, Paramount Pictures didn't believe in the making of segments so they didn't want to fund them so they forced him to pay out of pocket for those okay and you know what is so fucking hilarious about that is that now when people purchase dvds or blu-rays like that's what they expect they want the extras they want the making of they want behind the scenes and And they want those giving that shit in the 80s and they yeah like they they want the merchandising and they want all of that um because you know like like, it's hard-earned money, and, like, the way that pricing is going now, it's like, you know, you don't just pay for, like, a movie. You, like, you want extra shit, and, like, he was doing that. He he was beyond his fucking, like, well beyond his time. Like, people, they want the good shit. Man. All hail Charles Band! I think, I mean, um, movies have been coming out to own, I think, since probably the 50s or 60s. I don't even know if it mm. was that far. It might have been the seventies. I think I think could... the seventies was when like beta and VHS started okay, to become. So thing. let's say the seventies, you can own a film, and that actually um, helps my theory even mm-hmm. more, because I feel like people, when you were first able to purchase a film, wanted to be lost in the idea that the film could be real. I don't want to know how it was made. Mm-hmm. I want to think For it was sure. real. So perhaps when he started coming out with these behind the scenes, people were like, are you really showing me how that was done? Do you Mm -hmm. think I fucking want to know how that was done? Like, people might have been thinking, I want to think it was real. Like, how dare you shatter my illusions? So they wanted to, like, contain the mystery? Yeah, like, how dare you shatter my... How dare you show me how that was done? Because in my mind, when I saw it on the big screen, because let's face it, the big screen up until the 90s was how people saw yeah, I can. I, mean, I can. Really. Um, I, like, I can understand that aspect in a marketing view of point, but um, for horror specifically, especially in the eighties, like when cons like happened and like yeah. horror conventions, Special and like people, effects, like, all like everybody stuff. wanted to know how it was made because that like spawned a generation of people who wanted to learn. But that's what I'm saying. Those I, th- I think. I think the eighties was that groundbreaking time, right? Where yeah, some yeah. people were so, really but, into it, but so some Paramount were just didn't really get it. Not. The big, that's like, it. The that's big it. budget yeah. kind of like yeah. studios, like Paramount, Paramount, like didn't really understand MGM, that because like they that, didn't yeah. understand the like. The lower budget horror in the 80s was still like a lower budget, you know, fan base, and they didn't get it. Like, every like in the 80s, like action movies were like the big Hollywood, you know, like millions of dollars, like making movies. I mean, I shocked Claude Van Damme. Oh, god, I know. Um, I can look at me, I can stretch. fucking double impact um but charles wanted to give that to the fans because he knew that that's what they wanted like and and it started a whole new decade and branch of uh fans that got into special effects Mm -hmm. that like that's their career now because like in the 80s when we were kids like now we're in our 30s and people that we know in our 30s who are now in the special effects business do it now because they knew about like 
these like video zone and like Tom Savini interviews. Yeah, like always, finding like, go, out like, about the to, people like, who are behind all of the cool stuff. Yeah, like the Fangoria. Like there's a Fangoria. Uh, what's that fucking like documentary? The Fangoria like um, documentary. It's Clue Gulliger is in it. Oh, okay. there's like no, a bunch of people in sure. it. And like uh, it's funny. Like when you look at it now, and you're just like everybody that I know who's in special effects were kids back then yeah and they would watch these segments and they would like buy all the toys and they would be like fuck this this is what i'm doing for like Mm -hmm. a career yeah and now horror is becoming so you know prevalent and important in like the film industry Mm -hmm. like you know like the first horror movie was like you know won an academy award or some shit like last year so like there's a you know a career in it yeah for sure People wanna, they wanted to know, and Charles Band was just ahead of his time. He just knew. Yeah, he knew what the people wanted, and like so after, um, uh, after that, like in the nineties, like the full moon just kept on pumping out movies, like sometimes like 12, 12 movies a year. Oh my god, which like, is like fucking insane. Some of so that's why some of them are like are in shot, like shot in like these like ridiculous like cheesy studios. Yeah, because or... it's cheap and quick. Or like Doll Man versus Demonic Toys, where like it's like half, like, half, half of, of it the movie is just is... like mo- like clips from Doll Man yeah. and Demonic Toys. Fuck, it's bad, but like, you but know it's what? still it doesn't matter. Entertaining, it is. I don't know, like Doll Man, like he's Doll Man is my hero. <laughs> Doll Man is my hero too. Yeah, well, I have the Doll Man VHS, and like I I love the videos. Oh God, I love Tim Thomerson so much. I want to fucking hug him. Like I I will not live a fulfilled life unless I hug Tim Thomerson. But in two thousand two, um, Charles Band he did you guys know this? I don't know if you guys like read this, but like Charles Band in two thousand two. There was a TV show on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was called Full Moon Fright Night, hosted by, by William, William Shatner. And it was like an Elvira like kind of show, but William Shatner fucking hosted it. I did know that. And do you want to know why I know that? Only because today I put the Full Moon streaming app on my Roku. And I went through every single fucking movie, and I was like, is it worth it to buy this for $7 a month? Bitch. Yep. And I was, like, I was, like, looking at all the, like, shitty softcore porn that they have. Like, all the weird, like, vampire sex movies, and, like, and I was, like. Or, like, the werewolf sex movies, like, Meridian. Yes, yes, this might actually be worth it. But, yeah, there's, like. Tons of the William Shatner um, That's specials. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I would love to fucking watch that show. I, I didn't even know about it. Well, what the fuck do you know? Nothing, apparently. <laughs> I'm full but of bullshit. I, you know, and I, I kind of missed, I kind of am late here because uh, I had a pee and I'm wearing a bodysuit, so it took me a minute. But what <laughs> I wanted to say was, Speaking of the transformation of horror in the 70s and 80s, 90s, we're in the 2019s, so how do you even say that? Because it's 70s, 80s, 90s, 2010s, and then 2020s? Like, how do you... It doesn't matter. 2020s. So, so what I was going to say was, people always say the 70s are, are what transformed horror, because that's when Halloween started. Yeah. And, and it is. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I get that. However... I'm going to say our generation, we're like Yasmina said, we're in our 30s, so we're we're 90s, we're 80s babies, but we're 90s kids, really. Yeah. 90s kids 
there's Spielberg. Okay, so everyone knows Spielberg. Every fucking person. Um, and then there's James Cameron. Yep. Which, surprisingly enough, a lot of people don't fucking know. You say Steven Spielberg to a crowd full of people, and they're like, yep. You say James Cameron, a lot of people don't know. What? Well, no, but that it's, doesn't matter. It, no, it's interesting, though, like, just as a side note, because Steven Spielberg continues to work up until this day. James Cameron literally has, like, nine or ten IMDb credits to his name. He's only done, However, like, However, he's eight, done very big things. Every single movie he's done has been, like, a huge he hit. He did Avatar. He did yeah. Titanic. So yeah, he's but done huge movies. Steven Spielberg has, like, tons... He just keeps doing right. stuff. He's an but, executive but I, producer, and he does well, all right. kinds of stuff. And, but the, the point I'm trying to make is, unfortunately, nowadays, like, we're early 80s babies. Really early 80s babies. When you talk about late 80s babies, what they think of is, who's that guy who does Transformers with all the blow-ups in his movies? Michael? Michael Bay. Bay. So, so there are the three directors that I feel like the mass recognizes. Spielberg, Cameron, and Bay. However, you talk about Wes Craven, people who don't even know horror are like, I know Wes Craven. People who don't know horror are like, I know John Carpenter. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, mm. horror has managed to, like, transcend... Yeah, 70s, they were big. Yeah, 80s, they were big. 90s, that's when it really hit. The mm-hmm. 90s is when Scream came out, you know what I mean? And when, like, like all these movies came out where people were like, oh, like, I know these names now, where they're they're just as big as, as Spielberg, but they're, mm-hmm. like, numbers-wise, numbers numbers-wise, they're not as big yeah, as Spielberg, yeah. but name-wise, they're as big. So, you know, we're talking about, like, how horror was just starting to make a come through and blah, blah, blah. But you talk about these directors and people are like, oh, yeah, I've heard that name. I know who Wes Craven is. And there are these jocks who are fucking idiots in the real world, but they know who these directors are. I think that it honestly um, is a biased um, opinion based on these awards shows. Like, that I want to say, like, the Academy Awards, like, the Global clothes like all those like she bullshit but like academy awards and like all that stuff is like those are the ones where like the mass public but i feel like, like you might attention. be wrong here because the oscars that just aired didn't name one mainstream director as the winner and the oscars also didn't fucking like name um dick miller as like one of the <gasps> yeah so the like that's uh, that's my point, like, sorry, yeah. that I was saying that, like, these, like, mainstream normies, right. I guess, in the film industry, like, the Oscars, like, they, they always, every year, commemorate, uh, like, an actor who yeah. has passed away, and they didn't fucking mention Dick Miller. Yo, they Dick run, Miller, who they has, like, over, like, all those 300 guys, but, fucking IMDb but, credits. But they didn't actually, they didn't put Bill Paxton in there, either. Yeah, but, so that's the thing, is that, like, it depends, like, the, the target audience that you're speaking of, I guess. that's what I mean, that's what, I, I, I think what I was speaking to was not the award ceremonies, what I was speaking to is if you go and stand in front of Fanshawe College or wherever you're from LA or whatever if you have a university or a college you stand in front of them and you say have you heard of John Carpenter jock idiots will be like I have yeah like I I, I'm not you know the award ceremonies like you said they're pretty biased and they're all trying to be like oh we support black directors we support you know um, Bohemian Rhapsody won a ton of awards because it was a gay quote-unquote movie so they're all trying to do these out-of-the-box 
categories. Mm-hmm. However, you're right. They're missing the real out-of-the-box people. Yeah, that's why I don't pay attention you're to You're absolutely... No, you're right. You're right. However, I will have to say that... Um, uh, I, I feel like the 80s like you were talking about like hey like we have like a slight like age i'm 86 you're 86 and i'm 82 so we yeah. have like a pretty like a four-year gap four and like we've like, talked about this enough. but That's we've major. talked about this before That's is major. that like when because of the fact that like um even though we were both born in the 80s i was 82 and you were 86 and like i was still like i experienced more of the 80s yeah, you than did. you did yeah. and like but when I think about, like, uh, horror in general, like, in the 70s, it was, like, there was a lot of satanic movies, yeah. and there was a lot of, oh, like, they evil, like, va- like yeah, Satan they loved the Satan. 70s. Yeah, they definitely did, because they knew that that was, like, taboo at the time, yeah. and they commercialized it, but, like, the 80s, like, you were saying, Megan, earlier, that, like, the 90s kind of, like, exploited um, into the mainstream with Scream, because Scream was in, you know, like, the theaters scream is huge. and like i saw scream huge. i saw scream in the fucking theaters and scream is a fantastic movie don't get me wrong but the 80s like i feel like maybe it depends on like your experience i guess and if you were there or not well the 90s had a lot of bullshit films because you have to figure the 90s also spawned a lot of films like Gothic and and the 90s also spawned Ooh. CGI the 90s also spawned CGI so I feel like that kind of like it's it, like it spawned a generation of horror fans that I know you were did last summer. not Great. born yeah. oh fuck I love Come that on. movie oh don't get me wrong I love I know what you did summer uh, <laughs> I can't fucking talk in this episode. Fuck and everything. Summer, I, I know, know what you but did. like what I love about the 80s though is that like the 80s were like the the decade of horror where practical effects and VHS cover art began. Yeah. The 90s, though, I feel like we're straddling that chasm of the practical effects and then embracing a technology. Yeah. And then also because of, I know this is this might sound really kind of weird, but, like, the ushering in of... Like, things like, you know, the boy band and, like, Spice Girls and stuff like that, where the teen movie became a part of all of that whole hype. That's right. Well, because they had to, like, appease the masses. Yeah, and, like, so that was, like, that culture there also, they kind of, like, wrapped all of that in there. Like, and, like, you even ended up having, like, fucking Kelly Rowland and fucking... Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, like, ridiculous stuff like that. But the the nineties were awkward for a lot of reasons, mainly because it was it's like a transition decade where it's like the eighties. They didn't care. Where like the eighties, they didn't care. They just did what they wanted. It was more practical, and then the nineties, like it was like coming into uh, CGI and computer technology, and like the nineties were more. A lot of uh, even horror movies were about uh, like the internet and technology and embracing. You know, futuristic concepts. I do believe that Lawnmower Man was early '90s. I do believe that Lawnmower Man was like '91, '92. Yeah. Um, having said that, I think that in the '70s and '80s, horror was much, much more of a a you and I thing. And I'm pointing at my girlfriends right now. Like in the in the '70s and '80s, it was much more of like a hey, 
whisper whisper horror movies let's yeah. go to the drive-in where the 90s they were like we can make some big money let's make these movies so that young people who want to take their parents to the yeah. movies will get them to pay for them mm. to go to the movies it, like Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much a secret anymore. Yeah. The, the 90s was that blossoming of like, let's get these horror movies fucking out. The, the Backstreet Boys like, yeah. culture. That's what you, like but you like, said. like ushering yeah. it in like, like, hey, like, we can also appeal to these people with like young stars, but make it scary too. But, I feel like they, they started doing that, that in the scary. 80s too though. No. Because like, uh, like no, Adam Ant, like Adam Ant was like starring in like lots of fucking horror movies but, in but like I the mean, 80s. The what late '80s and what stuff I'm like referencing that. though isn't Scream, and it's not what I know what, it, what you did last summer. What I'm referencing, and I wish I can think of more examples, but what I am referencing is movies like Gothica, where Halle Berry saw a ghost that one time, and then she also, <laughs> and then she also saw a ghost at the end of the movie. But the middle of the movie is all. It's PG. There is this spawn of horror I movies think, like, that came out mm-hmm. that were dubbed as yeah. horror. On... I think those were like late 90s, like early 2000s. No. And I think they were trying to like... They were mid-90s. They were 94, Okay, 95. but those those were the kinds of movies where like trying to capitalize on That's what I the mean. fact that That's like horror I, yeah. was starting to become yes. like big. That's and they I were mean, like, yeah. let's get these big Hollywood and actors into these And they were scary like, movies. No. They were not no. well, like, scary. Yeah, like... It's like the idea where like a movie like like I know we're referencing Scream a lot but it's like because that was a huge movie that and it, scary it that's why it's a good movie it though was I'll be a honest. cultural phenomenon where it did it bridge the gap between like pop culture and also horror well that started um I know what you did last summer and yeah. then before I forget Morgan mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt that's okay but and then um urban legend yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like this Joshua Jackson yeah. era All of those, horror. Yeah, so it, it did sort of, but like, it What's did the spawn faculty? those. The faculty. But, yeah, yeah, but then bridge the gap between that and like, I don't know what I'm talking about, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm drunk. No, no, no. No, I know, okay. The, the point that I was trying to make was, okay, so with anything that is that popular it's always going to like breed like imitators that's right like sad imitators though like when you look at high budget think yeah think about this like yeah like with any any fad like for me my ref my point of reference is always music you look at 80s hair metal like the best fucking hair metal bands came out in the early 80s and then by the late 80s it was just like 10th generation fucking bullshit same with like new metal it's like when yeah. it came out it was like there was some White really Chapel. Band. <laughs> but then like towards the end of it it was just like all White these like Chapel. like shitty 10th generation like bands that were it was so derivative it was like derivative of itself that's, That's funny that you say that. Being derivative. That's funny that yeah. you say that because it, like they kind of talk about that in Lords of Chaos. Yeah. The well, the that's new what movie. they thought about black metal. That's yeah. That's a lot know. of a they lot of like yeah. a lot, but like all I I have to like I have to say like I watched Lords of Chaos this week and I was like actually like pretty impressed with it. And um, the only thing that bothered me about it was like it was kind of weird hearing Americans talk about being from Norway. But other Hire than that, Norwegian actors. 
Or like just but develop like, the accent, just learn how to do the accent. But, but no, I know, but the, the main problem that people had, people, it wasn't people, it was the literally public. the men, no, the members of the band. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, was Varg. That, was that black metal? Varg, you know what? Don't get me started. This is not oh, the Oh, Varg is a fucking loser. This is not the episode. Loser. But, but you know, oh, black metal, everyone's a poser, and there was a, a part I haven't seen the movie, but I know a lot about the story. It's actually really good. And there was, well, I, I've i read oodles and oodles prior to the movie coming out about, <laughs> about the story. And, and they used to pass around pieces of dead animals at their shows. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that they would scare the posers away so that only the pure black metal would stay for their shows. So you know what? I get, That's that. in the I get movie. what you're saying. Yeah. However... However, you think only people who like black metal are comfortable holding carcasses? Like, that's not fair. Well, it's funny that's because, not like... fair to say. Uh, well, and, like, but I was more, like, referencing, like, the fact that, like, it's funny that, like, with the, the whole poser theory. Mm-hmm. Because if you know Varg's story... Oh, you know that he started out as a fucking, fucking poser. loving Fucking idiot. He's I'm sorry. But, like, you know what? But that movie... Okay, I, I just have to say, I, like, we've read the book, Lords of Chaos. Like, oh my god, like, I read it so uh, long Yeah, ago. like, I've we, read it like, times. Yeah, yeah, like, we're, we've all been in the metal scene for, like, a long time, like, since the 90s, mm-hmm. and, like, we've read that book, and uh, the movie was actually really good. Yeah. Okay, I will say, the movie was really fucking Lords good. My only, like, tidbit about it is, it's kind of funny hearing, like, an American accent, like, talking about being from mm-hmm. Oslo. And Sweden, yeah. but I love how they made Varg look, which is why I understand why he hated the movie, because yes. he alleges that he's like, I never said those things, but the interview with the fucking tabloids, yeah. mm-hmm. like when he admitted, shit's on the record to the church burnings, or right. like they're on record, yeah, like, they're and then there, he's like, they're there. I never. He's like, oh, whatever, I never said that. But either way, um, if uh, we we're from like the music industry mm-hmm. and like we have followed that book for like a long time and um it was a really good movie definitely watch it definitely rent it like buy it it's it's worth it it's more it's like i i don't watch a lot of new movies like ever like ever 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 um, but that is a movie that I will definitely say that I will watch more than once. I saw the suicide scene. Oh, dude, the fucking, that scene with Dead is a fucking I brilliant. saw Dead kid himself. Oh, dude, that, kid that himself. scene. Kid, and it's kid, fucking. Kid, he's kidding himself. He's just kidding himself. You can't make fun of me for mispronouncing things. Mince, because you're mince, fucking mispronouncing things. The guy, did you know that the guy that played Dead is Val, Kilm- Val Kilmer's son? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, the guy okay. who played Dad is Val Kilmer's okay. son. Isn't okay. that fucked? Oh my god, what? Yeah, that's Val okay. Kilmer's okay. son. Okay, first of all, he did a great all, job. Val Kilmer had vaginal sex with someone <laughs> <laughs> and ejaculated into her canal. You are lying right now. Yeah, Val Kilmer's son played Dead. I thought Val Kilmer. Yeah, but you know what? No, no, no. He is so it. Like, oh my god. But he nailed it. He he, he was, was so everybody in that movie impressive. everybody in that movie the were dead good. is the most um what's the word, Morgan? You always have words. 
um, for a character who who draws you in, like provocative. He's got charisma. He, he's the most, the most charismatic. Charismatic, and I'm not talking about the movie because I never saw it. But like I said, I I know a lot of this story, and to me, he is the most char- charismatic person in the band. Yeah, that's me. fucking Val Kilmer's son, dude. But I saw him. He rips. Yeah, no, that like I that saw scene. The scene. I saw yeah, the no, scene. that scene was fucking crazy. Like I, I watch a lot of fucked up horror movies, and I when can't. I watched that scene, I, I actually was like, I like, I was like, oh my god. You want to know why? Oh. Because we like. That was fun. We're watching a movie right now about a fucking alien from outer space. Oh yeah, like people's heads like, exploding like cray cray. This is different. Yeah. This is a scene of it's, someone it's committing intimate. suicide. It's intimate. You know it's what? Fucking we can, we nailed can it. easily turn this conversation around because we're talking about, we started this talking about the 90s. There are a many 90s movies where people commit suicide. I cannot name you a one. I can't. Mm, However, there's nice. a scene in Interview with the Vampire where um, What's-Her-Tits, that young lady, mm-hmm. slits Tom Cruise's throat. Yeah. Remember? Kristen Dunst, yeah. I can watch that movie yeah. literally like this. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I saw that clip of From Dead. Lords of Chaos? I saw I know. him slitting his own it's throat. Fucked. It's like, really there's a, fucking There's a good. difference between filming someone where they commit suicide in real life and seeing it and watching him slit up his forearms, up his forearms because he knows how to do it, Mm. and then shoot himself. Like, no 90s suicide shot will ever capture what that movie That It was good. It was fucking really good. Honestly, it's because it was real. Yeah, and they fucking put it on an album cover. He really did that. Yeah. And like and like, like going into watching the movie knowing the information about the whole history and all the people, it makes it more fucking disturbing knowing that like like that person was a human and real and lived on this earth but also was like literally like 20 fucking years old. Like was a kid. Yeah, he was like twenty three or some shit. Child. The thing is, that. we and I'm t- I'm saying we as in the people in this room, and this is really rare. Because again, we're all very drunk. Because we were all those angst ridden kids. Hmm. The three of us, I'm in this room right now. We're all those angst ridden kids who were like, "Fuck the world, fuck this, fuck whatever," and we grew out of it. And we're thriving. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's hard for me to realize is that I fucking hated my life at one point in my life. Yeah. You hated your life, Yasmina. Yeah. For oh, sure yeah. you did. You know what? I'm sure, Morgan, you weren't happy at one. Yeah. Like, no one is happy all the time. And yeah. so to see someone at such a young age take their own lives for real. We know that's what happened. Like, we fucking mm-hmm. know it. Yeah. To me, it's like, if he only waited five, ten years. No, but dead was not that person. But I'm just saying you never know because... We were all in dark places, and now look at us. We're like, yeah, we get drunk, we work out, we feel great about ourselves. He could have. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying is mm-hmm. you could yeah. have. You could have grown out of it. You could have worked out of it. You could have sang out of it. You could have been a different person. But also, like, being in, like, a, such a desolate country, like, there, there was a lot of fucking politics that happened in it, Norway it, it, at it. the time that, like, made him probably, like, even worse. And, like, I love how they portrayed... Um, the setting of the movie. Like, I will have to say that, like, they desolated themselves in that cabin where they recorded and where they lived. And, you know, they were bored. And he had 
nothing going on. There was no internet. Like there was like, you know, he was depressed. He has a lot of, he had a lot of like mental health issues. And, um, I definitely like, I was reluctant to watch the movie because I read the book. So I was like a little like, you know, what if the movie is going to be like, you know, Hollywood, but it wasn't, it was, it was really good. And I will have to say that the highlight of the movie was a Culkin in the crop top. God damn. You slutty bitch. Dude, that fucking, like, that Culkin, Rory Culkin. That Culkin. Holy shit. Bam! I say goddamn. I say goddamn. I say goddamn. I say goddamn. But I highly recommend it. It was, like, I, I don't watch a lot of new movies, and I was compelled to watch this one because I was, like, very in the metal scene for like a very long time and read the book and everything and i was like you know i'm, I'm just gonna do it i'm gonna watch the movie and it was really good do you know what the funniest part of all of this is dead is literally rolling over in his grave that the last thing he wanted for black metal has now been made into a feature film right yeah and I, I, I don't give a fuck I don't care. People who don't want anything done about their lives are the ones who get books written about their lives. I don't care. He's been dead for 20 years. I mean, dead's been dead. <laughs> dead's been dead. But I think it's just funny how he was super upset how mainstream media was taking over black metal and there weren't any black metal fans anymore and yada, yada, yada. And now there's literally a movie where Val Kilmer's yeah. son... Times have changed. I I just think, I mean, you got to see him in hell or in purgatory or neither of them exist. So he's in the ground being eaten by worms. But were there spirits, he'd be looking down like, well, fuck me. (laughs) You know what I mean? He'd be like, I'm a superstar and I I think they were just like, I think they were just fucked up. But they didn't. They didn't want to be known. Like, they, they did, but they didn't. Do you know what I mean? It's the well, controversy. It's that controversial, we want to be famous, but fuck everyone who likes us. Well, I think Euronymous, like, wanted to be, but Dead just didn't care. Because he was so depressed. But Euronymous, like, kind of had, like, a plan. And then, fuck face, Varg. <laughs> fucked it up. But Euronymous <laughs> left him alone in the house to kill himself. Yeah. So you know what I mean? You can never. He encouraged it. We were watching Terror Vision at one point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We started talking about it. And then our eyes fell out. And now we're. Any characters and events depicted in this mill. Mill. In this mill. I love when they say that at the end of movies where they're like, I know. if it resembles any real life situation. Yeah. If, like, this, yeah, if, this movie, if this giant monster that eats people resembles anybody that you know, oh, it's not true. It's a coincidence. Don't sue us. Coincidental? I don't know. I just want to mention Mary Warnov, yeah, who plays Raquel. And television. She fucking rules. Um, Rochelle, 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 Rochelle. Um, she rules. Um, she was in Chopping Mall, uh, Night of the Comet, Warlock. Actually, her character in Warlock is like one of my favorite yeah. in that mm-hmm. movie because she's the one that like, she's like the um the channeler, the channeler, yeah. and that he goes to that Julian Sands like. Yeah, goes and to. then she's, she's he, super like, fucking creepy. Bored out of him. I know. Like she's super fucking creepy and fucking warlock. Like, I don't know what's happening. Right oh, now. girl, 
I'm stretching she's my hand. I'm stretching scary. my hamstrings. She's scary in Warlock. Um, she's also in that terrible fucking movie. I'm sorry, Death Race 2000. That what movie is sorry. No one has seen it. Well, some people might like it, and I'm sorry, but that movie sucks. Was Stallone and fucking Mary Warnov like? I'm sorry, Death Race 2000 is like not good. We tried to watch it. One night. No, it was pretty rotten. It was rotten. It was so rotten. But I want to say one more thing about her is that she was in an episode of Charlie's Angels, and um, the show actually had another episode um, called Hell Ride, and they named an evil race car after her character from Death Race 2000. And the character from the show was called Bloody Mary, and... I thought that was pretty cool because she was only on one episode of Charlie's Angel and she made such an impact Yeah, that they were like, we're going to do another episode and we're going to name this fucking daredevil car driver after you yeah. because you're so fucking cool. And um, she was in another movie called Hell Hole with Robert Zarr and Judy Landers from fucking Judy Landers. Dr. Alien. And uh, she was also in another movie called Nomads that I've always, like, heard of, but I've never seen with Pierce Brosnan and fucking Adam Ant. How hot was he in Mrs. Doubtfire, though? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can I just tell you something about Pierce Brosnan? I forgot that he was in that movie! Um, Wasn't he, like, the fucking, like, shitty boyfriend? Yeah, and yeah. And he turned him to a pool, and, and then she, Mrs. I Doubtfire, Mrs. Doubtfire threw the lime at his head, and he turns around, and, and Robin Williams goes, oh, it was a drive-by fruiting! <laughs> I don't remember that at all! Oh, that's fucked up. I saw that shit in theaters, theaters. <laughs> Honey, I own it, but, oh, it's very depressing, it's about divorce. Oh, well. I know it's a that sad, it's a sad thing. Literally the saddest, like, coming from a broken family. I know. Um, cue the fucking flowers that you guys can send to me from bringing from a broken family. P.O. I also box. accept, wait, what do you guys call those things? Money? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fruit dipped in chocolate. Fruit bouquets. Oh, what do you oh. call those? Fruit, fruit case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, edo- edibles. Edible arrangement! <laughs> edible arrangement! I knew it was yeah. something edible. I'm not fucking high. <laughs> okay, Nancy Warlock was in The House of the Devil, okay? Dude, that's a good movie. Literally, you just killed me. I died. <laughs> you called her... Did you say Nancy Warlock? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. What did my notes say to you? Her name is Nancy Warlock. I don't see that anywhere. Nancy Warlock. And literally all I have under her name is The House of the Devil. (laughs) That was actually a really good fucking movie. Oh my god, literally. It's actually a really good movie. Okay, I just, like, a couple more things about her. Oh, your tissues are really Oh, I'm not done. They're not soft. Don't fuck my Kleenex. I steal them from work. They're not soft. Yeah, because I steal them from work. Oh my god, I'm dying. Okay, so the, I honestly I think the most interesting thing about her is that the fact that she was in Andy Warhol's fucking dude, like yes. sphere of Honey, like yeah, yeah, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, Mary Warnov used to be a dancer for Andy Warhol's events in the sixties. Yeah. They were called the Exploding Plastic Plastic 
inevitable where like screenings and dancers and bands would play and it was basically the only band that played was Velvet Underground. Yeah. Do you guys remember Macaulay Culkin had a band called the Pizza Underground? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Of course. P.S. So that happened. Um. So. Yeah, like she was in okay, Chelsea so, Girls. Um, but she, she also, in... like, she acted in some of Andy Warhol's movies, and she also wrote a book about her experience with Andy called Swimming Underground, My Years in the Warhol Factory. Which mm. is Andy amazing. Warhol was a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Uh, I had recently finished Arnold's book, uh, and Andy Warhol and fucking... I'm sorry, I'm really gassy right now. <laughs> Andy Warhol and Grace Jones, like, no, no. Okay. Uh, Andy Warhol and Grace Jones interrupted Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Schreiber's wedding. That, what? Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so that I happened. Not, I did not see that coming. That is so inappropriate. Yeah. You so cannot do right. that. In the middle no, of their wedding, okay. they showed up late. That's and, okay. But Andy Warhol is Andy Warhol, and nobody fuck. nobody would ever, ever, ever doubt him. And they just, they showed up late, and because they showed up in the middle of the fucking ceremony, and they, they, they opened the doors and, like, kicked the door down, and we're like, we're here, and like it was like literally in the middle of the fucking ceremony. Do you know how fucking egotistical that is. Do you know how fucking one-sided, egotist, megalomaniac you? How dare you think that you're worthy of interrupting a wedding? The only person worthy of interrupting a wedding is the person who stands up and say, "I object, Your right. Honor. <laughs> I love this woman." That's the only person who's allowed to stand yeah. up. Drunk. Fucking Apparently, Andy Warhol can. Get Listen, away with it. Andy I've Warhol seen, and Grace Jones can get away with it. I've seen the doors with our our main man, Val Kilmer, who we've talked about way too many times. Um, I've seen that movie where Andy Warhol is a fuckhead in the doors movie. They do, they touch on- Crispin Glover! As played by Crispin My Glover. fucking boyfriend! Yeah. But let me tell you this. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Disrespectful. A disres- I don't know who the fuck. Like Yasmina was talking earlier about Jim Morrison being at a party with um, Rick James, Rick James yeah. and slitting his arms and having the blood pour out and someone being like, "Oh, that's <coughs> that's just oh, that's just what that's he does. Just, he just Jimmy does Morrison." Yeah. You want to know what I think about that? If someone's in my house potentially killing themselves in the name of art and drugs, I don't, I don't understand the sense of entitlement. Humans are humans, and how dare you? I agree. If somebody was in my house, they get the fuck out. If someone walks into my wedding when I'm marrying someone, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Here's the thing. Here's the battle of egos. You cannot drink that. That's your microphone. I can't drink my microphone. Here's the battle of egos. You're Arnold Schwarzenegger, who in his mind is the most influential American who's not an American. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was full of himself. He was. Oh, absolutely. He was. Him and Stallone had a rival going with each other. But that's what I mean. So so you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're the biggest thing in 1980s, 1990s history. And then this man comes in and goes, I'm here. I would literally be like Andy Warhol. You have been banned from my... Because I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's like hundreds of people that are like there and you can't like make a scene. 
bitch, I know. But you know, here's who can't. Here's who can't make a scene. Arnold Schwarzenegger can't make a scene. You know who can? His fucking wife. Well, yeah. Because as the bride, you are allowed to have a meltdown if you want. Well, not only that, but it's like she's a motherfucking. Kennedy. She's a Kennedy. You don't think that she would have some secret service fucking motherfuckers. That's right. That's right. Like, that's right. Standing outside the doors, just like kicking people off the steps. Bitch, that's right. Why wouldn't they be? Okay, so I want to talk about Garrett Graham. The better look, <laughs> the better thing. looking Clancy Brown. <laughs> what? What did you say? I said the better looking Clancy Brown. <laughs> they look the same. They look the same. <laughs> Who the fuck is Clancy Brown? Shut the fuck up, you know. No, where's my phone? Do Clancy Brown fucking Highlander? Highlander? Carnival? Oh, okay, okay, okay. SpongeBob? Okay, first of all, don't you dare throw SpongeBob in my face. Well, then how do you not know who Clancy Brown is? Well, they look the same. They're both like Frankenstein looking motherfuckers. I forgive you. Okay, so let's talk about Garrett Graham. This episode has strayed because of alcohol. Booze is our friend. Um, Okay, so Garrett Graham, who plays Stanley in Terrorvision. Okay, you guys, I know Morgan hasn't. Megan, have you seen Phantom of the Paradise? Oh my god! This one hasn't seen it. As a singer, as a singstress. I know! Singstress, I could never imagine! She hasn't seen it! Like, what the fuck? Dude, Phantom of the... Okay, I am not a big fan of musicals okay i'm just gonna put that out there i'm not a, like a huge well fan maybe of i'm not as well jen well, marino you know, is and if you loved her you i know would and you know what but she loves that shit no it's but phantom of the paradise, paradise is actually like it's fucking a cult. fantastic it, it's a cult film and mm-hmm. brian de palma can do no wrong morgan mm-hmm. you as well as uh, many of our listeners who probably haven't seen phantom of the paradise you don't know. And that's the thing. And mm-hmm. Yasmina, do you remember when, when we made you watch Princess Bride? And you said, I didn't grow up with it, so I don't appreciate it yeah. very much. Yeah. I feel like Phantom of the Paradise is one of those movies where you're going to watch it, Morgan, and you're going to say, that was neat. But you you didn't grow up on it. You didn't mm. see it. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? And what? you know what? Oh. That's how I feel about Morgan watching Monster Squad. I know, I know. Because oh, Morgan has oh, never oh, fucking sorry. seen. Because she's never seen no, Monster we, Squad. No. I know, we she's never seen Monster now. Squad. And because you didn't watch it when you were younger, I have a feeling, and I know you. And I have a feeling that you're going to watch it now and you're you're not going to like it. You're going to be like, this isn't my thing. No, 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 because Monster Squad is a kid's movie. So I feel like Morgan's going to watch it and go, for a kid's movie, that was fucking amazing. I could, mm. I could potentially watch it with child's oh. eyes. No, That's what I have saying. a feeling she's but, not going to like it. But I'm probably not going to be like but, that because you know what? I was never really a child. But Garrett Graham, <laughs> the thing is, and you were never a child. You were literally a baby, and the second you I used was, the potty, I was you got literally three and a grown woman. That's what happened. You used the potty, yeah. and you're like, "Hey, mom, I used the potty. Also, I got my period." I was literally a grown person. I've been feeling you won't like Monster Squad. But Just Garrett, like because but I know Garrett you. But Garrett Graham. But, I, focus, but like seriously, focus. focus. Phantom of the Paradise. He plays Beef in Phantom of the Paradise. And his character in that movie is 
fucking glorious. Yeah. It's so good. And it's Brian De Palma and Jessica Harper from Suspiria. It's a musical. Awesome. But it's basically Phantom of the Opera, but like a horror version. It's overacted. It's so good. It's, it's so good. But it's overacted just like... I feel so terrible because Morgan had only seen this movie once before, as I had. However, Morgan just watched this movie again and didn't get to see it again. If you saw Garrett in this movie, it's the same acting. It's, it's like that overacting. It's yeah. that over, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. theatrical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The part with him in the shower. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Just that overacting. Um, he's also in Chopping Mall. Yeah. He's the guy, like, uh, in the control booth, like pushing buttons, and uh, he's also in Demon Seed with like yes. the woman who gets impregnated by a fucking computer, and um, <laughs> he's also in Chud Two, which is terrible. It's terrible. That's why Chud Two, Bud the Chud. Bud Sorry. <laughs> Literally, who, I can't. I can't. Who thought that that was a great tagline, dude? I can't. Chud Two was terrible. The Chud. Also, Child's Play Two, which Crud is the Chud, is not terrible. Child. Child's Play 2 is not no, terrible. No, that's good. Child's Play 3 is terrible. He's been in all the... Eh. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a B-movie actor, he, I guess. He's been in The Annihilators. When I... Hello. When I looked into... You know, I started writing down... And I wrote down Seinfeld, which we'll get to. I don't oh, want to yes. get to that right now. Oh, yes. But before Seinfeld, I saw um, The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid is a movie funny enough where I know a lot of the voice actors because it was one of those movies where I, I started appreciating it at the exact same time I started appreciating horror and like we said horror is that genre that sucks you into what happens be- behind the scenes mm-hmm. so I was like what happened in Little Mermaid behind the scenes so I started I, I started to research where Garrett Graham's voice came in to the Little Mermaid he is literally Garrett Graham horror fans a huge deal Little Mermaid, I, I delved and I delved into the Little Mermaid. Who the fuck was he? He's he's an unknown. He's a voice. So they, they got him to be in the Little Mermaid, which was one of the biggest Disney cartoons oh, yeah. ever made. Well, who's not going to fucking forget the priest getting a boner? Right? So he was in the original <laughs> Little Mermaid. The original, which is which is one of the groundbreaking Disney movies that really brought it into, like... I didn't know that. Yeah, so you want to talk about horror movies being brought into the mainstream? He was in The Little Fucking Mermaid. That's crazy. And he is cast as, as much as I researched, he's cast as unknown voice. Oh, poor Garrett. Well, I... Right? We, we met... We met him. Me and, me and Megan, we met Garrett Graham at Shockstock so in London, Ontario. So He's such an adorable man. And he did a lot of TV shows. Like, he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. He was in Dallas. He was in Laverne and Shirley, The A-Team, Miami Vice, Voyager. He actually was a Q in Voyager. I know. Because Q is one of my favorite fucking characters in TNG. And um, he was also in Deep Space Nine and Seinfeld. 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 Four. So Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Four. So Garrett Graham was in the opera episode, yeah. and he is the clown yeah. that fucking crazy Joe Devola is isn't. Like he's the other clown that dr- crazy Joe Devola isn't the clown. Yeah, the pointy hat. He's the white other clown. I loved Crazy Jonah. 
motherfucker so He funny. digs a hole in the middle of a forest. <laughs> That's the guy, right? He digs a hole in the middle of a forest. I love Crazy Totemola so much. Um, but get this, though. This is a very interesting um, tidbit about uh, Gary Graham. He is friends with the Grateful Dead. And he actually wrote songs with Bob Weir, who is the singer of the Grateful Dead and wrote the lyrics to a Grateful Dead song, Victim or the Crime. I will have to admit, I do not like the Grateful Dead. (laughs) That is a band that I never got into. I'm not a deadhead. I can't. I can't get into the Grateful Dead. I don't know much about them. But that's still pretty cool about Garrett, Garrett Graham. Holy fuck. He has these really, um, I know we're trying to wrap it up because funny enough, before the episode started, the three of us said to each other, none of us have very many notes. It's like literally. LOL, we've literally been talking for four hours. <laughs> but we've had a four hour fucking podcast. But he, I gotta say, he has some eyeballs. Yes, I agree. <laughs> you know, I actually want to say, like, literally, like, like I don't, I don't want to call a person out on the way they look. Like, I'm not trying to be that person. But this motherfucker's yeah. got fucking. <laughs> you ever seen those goldfish? Yes. You know, babe. You know those goldfish who have the uh, the, the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, or it's like, like the um, terror vision beast. <laughs> That's yeah. what he looks like. He's got these eyeballs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate because he's not. A, a devilishly attractive man. He's not like he's not repulsive. hideous, but he, he he's doesn't... the B plus Clancy Brown. He's not like you Terror Vision, like the Beast Ugly. No, that's true. And um, so who's the guy who did the voice for the Beast? Oh, the guy who did the voice for the Beast was kind of interesting. Real I know, quick, I love how Morgan like fucking over. On. I know no, because like, I'm let fucking me put my glasses blind. on. Over like eight hundred fucking IMDb credits. Drunk blind. Let's just go there. He's okay. Blind? No, I am. <laughs> I'm talking about myself right now. I'm old. I'm drunk and I'm blind, so I need to put my spectacles on to read my notes. It's just cute that she takes them off. I know. Well, okay. So the guy who <laughs> did the voice for the creepy Frank, beast, Frank Welker. Frank Welker. He's done a ton of shit. He was the voice of Fred Jones in Scooby Doo. Was it like from Nibbler like, from Future? He was yeah. He did the voice of Nibbler. He was Megatron in what? From fucking Transformers. Yeah, but in what? The what? movies or the yeah, cartoon? Yeah, like, and the, all like, of the them. Yeah, dude, he has like over eight hundred IMDb yeah. credits. Of, he like, must voice be a little acting. bit old then, eh? If he did all the Transformers. Well, yeah, he was doing Scooby Doo in like 1969. Oh, okay, so he's, so he's super old. He definitely Cute. is, but he's still working, still rocking it. Um, yeah, during the 80s and the 90s, he was very, very famous and very busy. He did all the voices for like the for Brain, Doctor Claw, and the Cat from Inspector Gadget. Shut the mm-hmm. fuck up! This yep. is a big deal, and this is the man yeah. who's behind the costume of the. Of well, like he just literally did like the. He like, just did the voice. <laughs> creepy like, voice he, of like, like he says like three words. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Because I he love also Inspector Gadget. Was the voice of Slimer <laughs> and Ray? I always hated him. I'm sorry. What He's Inspector an Gadget? Idiot, but I mean, I love. Penny costume. took. She did all the work, and, and she didn't get any credit. Yeah. Like what the fuck? International sorry. Women's Day. Yeah, what? <laughs> By the time this airs, oh my god. 
Also, I want to say that uh, Susie, the girl who plays Susie, her name is Diane Franklin, and she was in Amityville, too. Yeah. And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and she was in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares, The Last American Virgin, which is a movie that the canon documentary talks about a lot. You guys need to watch the canon documentary. It's so good. It's so good. And she was in a movie called Better Off Dead with uh, John Cusack. That was like a big thing in the 80s. But I, do you guys remember that movie? Really remember it? Um, I remember Better the title. Dead. Yeah, I never I watched it. I don't remember the movie. Also, John Cusack is amazing. I also like, I couldn't find any information about the girl who played Medusa. Like the girl who played Medusa, her name is Jennifer Richards. And yeah. she was in Night Court and Next Generation. Night Court. With Richard Mole. Our Do other you guys ever wonder in. if the judges on TV are actually judges? Judge like Judy Judge is. Judy is. I wouldn't fight her. But like, that bitch is scrappy. She's as got some fuck. sass. No, I know she's got sass, but does she has legal? Does she has? <laughs> does she has legal fucking background? Judge I Joe think she Brown does. I she does. Judge Joe Brown. I mean, I just I'm curious because if if I'm if I'm a white trash nobody bringing my small claims court case to Judge Judy, I want to make sure that she's going to have my back when I'm saying my baby daddy I think ain't I, paying. I want to say it's legit. No, she is. She's well, straight up What kind up of person judge. goes through X amount of years of judge school just to like money? Yeah, it's money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you know? Actually, did you know? Literally... Judge Judy is the highest paid woman on television. <laughs> Megan, no. Like, why higher She makes Oprah? more than fucking Oprah. Shut the fuck up. Judge Judy is ideas. rich as fuck. It's true. <laughs> we have to wrap this up. We have to. I know. This we is have to wrap this up. Okay. Wrap it up, Yasmina. Oh, it's my it's my duty. Wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode on Terrorvision, where we discuss many things uh, from the eighties and nineties horror, and also and are so wasted and uh, alcohol inducing um, shenanigans. And uh, we love Charles Band, and we love Garrett Graham, and we love Terrorvision, and. We love you. Oh, she's laughing at me. Have an excellent evening. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! A fucking like a beast. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thank you.
Oh, 